God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. The Word of God says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For, though, for all those who have exalted themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This time I'd like to go God in prayer. I'm going to ask Miss Karen Davis to lead us in a word of prayer. Amen. Thank you, Miss Karen. You may be seated. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For those who, uh, who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I want to share a little while this morning with pride. Can you all believe how close Easter is? It's just around the corner. It's, it's amazing. You know, we were at the dollar store the other day over in Edmonton, and Sheila and I was just walking around and looking around and what, they had their Valentine stuff out on, on a shelf. Guess what they had right beside it? Easter. It seems like that's, we, that's the way we live, isn't it? We get through one thing and we're flying over to the next. And sometimes we don't even wait to get through the one thing before we start looking forward to something else. We all know that Easter is a very special time here at the church. We have, during that week, we have all the activities of that Holy Week that leads up to Easter. We have our wonderful Good Friday service that we have all lined up again this year. And then we have Easter Sunday morning where we get to have our Easter service and we get to have our egg hunt and we get to have all of those things. But what we started Wednesday night during our Ash Wednesday service is the preparation leading up to Easter on that Ash Wednesday, and as we go through Lent, we shared a little bit of Wednesday night about that Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, and it goes for 40 days leading up to Easter without including Sunday. So right now, you're in the middle of Lent. What does that say to us about him getting our hearts and our minds prepared for Easter? I look forward to, to knowing about our risen Savior, don't you? Amen? I look forward to knowing that I serve a risen Savior every day. Amen? Let's do that again. I look forward to knowing that I serve a risen Savior every day. Amen? Amen. That means that I have to get my heart and mind prepared for that during that Lent season. Where I can get up on Easter Sunday morning and say, I am so glad that God is with me, that he sent his son to die upon an old rugged cross for me. And I am so glad that Jesus is in my heart and in my life. Jesus told this parable that is truly what Lent is all about. Truly what we as Christians need to be 
doing in our hearts and our lives in that preparation of Lent. We saw there, there was one person, that Pharisee that came to Jesus and said, that rich man, he says, there's nothing wrong with me. And one said, there is definitely something wrong with me. One of them represents what Lent is, and one of the others represents what Lent is not. Two men went to the temple to pray. The Pharisee were, were, lived a good, clean life, and I'm sure as he walked among the temple courts and these, as he walked out in the community, everybody probably knew him. He was probably one of those people that people wanted to come up and shake his hand and say, it's good to see you. I was going to say maybe get their picture taken, but they didn't take pictures back then, did they? Maybe want to be able to spend a little time with, maybe have a meal with him, and maybe just drop his name from time to time and say, I know exactly who he is. And I'm sure he lived a good life and had probably everything that he wanted to have. But on the other end, you see what Jesus defines is what Lynn is all about. The tax collector. And we've talked a lot about tax collectors over the years. But one of the things that we've learned about tax collectors is what? Nobody likes them. Just didn't like him. I know Megan and, and Karen is here, and we love them to death. But how many of y'all love to go uh, talk about your taxes? Any of you want to jump up and down? So it's not something you like to do, is it? But imagine being a tax collector back in that day. People didn't have, want to have anything to do with you. Unlike the other man, the tax collector was probably walking down the street. People would probably give him that death stare, wouldn't they? Didn't even want to see him. Didn't want to be associated with him. They didn't want us to have anything to do with him. They wanted to stay as far away from him as they could. Now, when you look at the life of these two men, definitely living a different life each other did as they lived every day and struggled every day. The Pharisee, he belonged to the strict sect. He conformed to the letter of the law. He would fast. He practiced self-denial. He went off to the temple his prayer was constantly heard. He asked God, here I am, God. God, I thank thee for what I have. He talked to God. And I'm sure, what do you picture in your mind how the Pharisee looked when he was sharing that prayer? I believe, you ever heard somebody say that your head swollen up a little bit? You ever heard that before? I believe his head was what? About three times big. And I'd say he probably had his chest all swirled out. And I'm sure he was talking as loud as anybody can hear him. He wasn't praying one of those silent prayers, wasn't he? He wanted everybody to hear about how good he was and everything he'd done. And he sat there and said, I'm glad I'm not like these other people, these adulterers and these evildoers. I'm glad I'm not like them. And I, and I fast to you, God, twice today, twice a week. God, I do everything for you. I am so glad that I am not like that old tax collector over there. I am so glad, God, that you made me and I'm extra special. And I'm sure he was saying what? Just look at me. I am the model of what everybody else should be like. On the other hand, you have the tax collector. Here he was. 
Scripture says that he was sort of just back in the corner a little bit, wasn't he? With his head hung down, humbling himself. And I'm sure his prayer was more about what? God, I'm so sorry for what, everything I've done. I don't have much. I'm not like the man over here that seemingly has everything. But God, I only have a few things to be able to offer you. What do you picture him looking like? He's definitely, his head wasn't swollen up, was it? He didn't have the big head. He was humble and righteous and praying to God and saying, God, I'm sorry for what I have done. He had great grief in his heart and his life. And he truly came before God with the right type of heart. Now, a lot of folks there are probably hearing those two prayers. They probably listened to the rich man's prayer and heard what he said and the, uh, the, all the laws that he had and everything that he set up on his mind and his heart. And they probably looked at him and said, that is who God finds favor with. That he is offering to God everything that God would want him to offer. A lot of other folks would just look down on the tax collector and say, what does he have to offer God? What does he have to give to God? He's destroying us and doing all these things to us. What can he have for God? But the scripture says that the tax collector found what? Grace. In the eyes of God. What was that? Well, I think a lot of times during Lent, we have to realize there's whatever that stands between us and God is what we need to lay aside. Why is that? Because during the Lent season, God wants us just to have our eyes upon who? On what we've done, or how good we are, how many possessions we have, how many people we know, who knows us, how people address us. So God wants us to have our eyes upon him. God wants us to have our eyes upon him. I love what Naomi said this morning. I think we've all felt like her before. Amen? Let's be honest. We all have. We all say, God, I'm not worthy. I don't, I don't think I can do that. And the old devil just loves to throw some more coals on the fire, doesn't he? Let me tell you, he will. And he'll say, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Or he'll put obstacles in your way. Or he'll try to put things between you and God. But praise be to God, when you keep your eyes upon God, God is going to pull you through. Amen? God is there for you. What was the problem with the rich man? What was his issue? Well, I think the big word that you could define the rich man with is, boy, he had a whole lot of pride, didn't he? And boy, he sure thought a whole lot of himself, right? All we've got to remember, we should never think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, right? And boy, he sure did. And I probably, if he would be honest now, I think he would have probably said, you know what? I'm pretty close in line with that man called Jesus. I, 
I'm pretty good. I'm pretty close. And there's really nothing I need to change. Don't need no Lent. I'm already doing everything I need to do. There's not a single thing that I need to change in my life. Well, let me tell you something. It's something you need to be very careful of. When you start thinking you know more than God, watch out, right? Because God can put you back in line real quick, can't he? He can let you know real quick that you're not doing it his way. You're trying to do it our way, right? That's what the rich man was all about, wasn't he? The great, great person that he was and the great knowledge that he had and all of those type of things that was there in his life. Here am I. Look at me. I'm so great. Now, the tax collector tells us what we need to do during Lent. What stands between you and God today? That's one of those questions that you have to answer yourself, isn't it? I've had a lot of people over my ministry all these years want me to tell them what it is. I don't know. I don't know what stands between you and God. You and God does. Wednesday night, one of the things we always do, the ones of you have been here on Ask Wednesday services, is we had a piece of paper, and I asked everybody to write down what they were willing to turn over to God between now and Lent, something they were willing to, to give up, something they were willing to try to do better in, something that was between them and God. And I would always, we always have it wrote down on a piece of paper. Brother George always brings the kittle for us to have a fire. And Nick always gets the fire going, and we always walk out there, and we throw that into that fire. And why do we do that? Because we are saying now, what I wrote on that piece of paper, I'm giving over to God, and it's just between me and who? God. We didn't sit in here Wednesday night and go, this is what I'm turning over to God, and somebody else says, this is what I'm turning over to God. No, it was written down, we put it there. And I truly believe when... You throw that into the fire, you're saying, you can't go, you're not going to say it's already gone. It's going to be a work in progress, right? It's a work in progress. And that's what Lent's about. Between now and Easter, I believe we all want to have the best Good Friday service we've ever had in our life. Amen? We have more people here this year. We're probably going to have to, I don't know, bring up chairs, right? But it would be great to be able to do that. I want us to have a good Good Friday service. I want us to have a good Holy Week. But I want us to be prepared on Easter uh, Sunday morning to say, God, you know what? This is the best Easter ever I've had. Because during Lent, I turned over to you whatever that is. Some of you may be pride. I don't know. For some of the rest of you, maybe there's something in your life that you need to change. I don't know. I know what I'm turning over to God and what I'm asking God to help me for. But this morning, I want you to think about that. What stands between you and God? It would be a wonderful Lent for you to be able to lay that at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, this is what I am giving you. But as I've said it many, many times before, I can't make you do it, right? You have to make that decision yourself. This morning, what we need to talk to God about, one of the things I know Every time that I preach, and I believe this will always be true, there's somebody that needs to hear the word of God 
because they need salvation in their heart and their life. So let me ask you this question today. If the roll was called up yonder today, what's that mean? If God called you home this very day, are you 100% sure that heaven is your home? Or would you have a question that is there? If you're not sure right now, you know what's happening? Some of all the rest of you that have heard this before will be totally agree with me, I believe. I believe God will be dealing with you right now, wouldn't he? God is saying some words to you about, I need you to be praying and I need you to ask me to come into your heart and into your life. If that's you this morning, don't put off salvation too long. Listen to God and allow him to come in to your heart and your life. And it'll be the best Lent season you've ever had in your life. It'll be the best Easter you've ever had in your life. And knowing not only is this world taken care of, but praise be to God, that salvation is something nobody can ever take away from you. And heaven is going to be your home. Maybe today's the day that you need to say, God, preacher got me today. There is something that stands between me and you. There is something that I'm not letting go of. There is something that's causing me not to be the full Christian that I want to be. And there's something, dear Lord, I need to lay at your feet. And not only lay it at your feet, but what? Leave it there. And I'm going to leave it there for you, God, and say to myself, I am going to be a better person. And I am going to do my very best to have my heart and my life centered upon you. And you know you're not going to leave church this morning without the preacher saying if there's anybody here who would like to become our newest member here at Bethlehem I promise you that would be a special, special Easter present to yourself and to others. So whatever God's talked to you about this morning, it's a wide spectrum of things, isn't it? But as we go into this Lent season in the next, we're less than 40 days now, right? Started on Ash Wednesday. But as we get closer and closer and closer to Easter, I hope one thing, that you are getting closer and closer to God. Make that step this morning and listen to his call as we have our closing song.